Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell <no>. Welcome <laughs> to, to Marsha's Play. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. the conversation hashtag marshall's plate oh instagram facebook and twitter we want to hear what you guys have to say you can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash marshall's plate by contributing to this podcast you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time so let's get started in a world where you can't feel black and safe Anywhere, Queen Mother has come and let you know that your blackness is worthy of the main yes. stage. Glory. And I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of it. I need to see the whole thing. So you haven't seen Queen Mother pop black Queen. entertainment goddess. Queen billionaire. <laughs> give her performance, her black ass performance I've seen a little at Coachella. one, two, three on the one, twos. It wasn't really just like the whole thing, but so it you, makes me want to so see the whole thing. So you was too good to stay up till one o'clock in the morning yes, to man. see her. No, ma'am, because I had to get up at seven o'clock in the morning. I had got off of work at like 11 o'clock. So who was trying to trying to get eight hours, which I, I did get with me. But I seen a one to, I'm gonna have to You can't see. tell me that because I had to be at work. You work at the same place I work at, bitch. And I had to be there at nine o'clock. <laughs> so that's no excuse. Okay, so I didn't know it was Coachella was yesterday. So I ain't seen shit, but I know it was sickening. Yes, all the pictures because well, it was you know. I stayed up till 11 o'clock because it was specific time. So first of all, I get on the motherfucking YouTube stream at 11 o'clock thinking that it was going to be 11 (laughs) o'clock. And I'm like, okay, where's the queen? I'm seeing motherfucking um, Tyler, the creator. Even though he's sexy, I'm here to see the queen. You think Tyler, the creator, sexy? I do. I actually do. That is my... Boys like him are my guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of geeky, nerdy, um, oh. creative, weirdo. That's a did you know. Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> that's my type, you know. <laughs> right. You know, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Anyway, kind of problematic. I like guys that are kind of problematic sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Rebels. Rebels, right. So... I see I'm I'm watching the little stream and he's on the fucking screen and I'm like, okay, this is cute. <laughs> but I came here to see the queen, bitch. <laughs> Where's the queen? So then I looked it up and they was like, oh, it's specific time. Eleven o'clock specific time. And so that was two hours after Texas, um, Texas time. So I'm like, okay. 
well, okay, let me play my video game and wait till one o'clock till she gets on. And I'm glad that I did because mother gave you the blackity black, 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 black performance. You ain't never seen no motherfucking pop performance that fucking black. You nobody has ever has ever done it to that level. Even motherfucking Michael Jackson. So that's how you feel, Diamond. You just gonna throw it in my face like that. No, 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 no. I'm letting you know. That I should have been up at one o'clock. You should have been up at one o'clock watching <laughs> our entertainment goddess give these motherfucking white people when they span to the audience. It was nothing but hunkies in that motherfucking I audience. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what. It was nothing but hunkies looking, praising her, giving her the eye like, oh, my God, our queen. Even and she still. gave them the most blackity black performance that you. I'm talking about HBCU theme band live fucking band through the whole fucking set she gave you step show she had her own motherfucking greek organization <laughs> she came out as nefertiti well queen mother um what's the what's her name on uh, black panther um uh, i don't remember her name i think it was rwanda you talking about angela the, her mother t'challa's mother i can't remember her name uh-huh. it was angela bassett but uh-huh. i can't remember the character's name so she come out in one of the um queen mother that's the the crowning the the <laughs> wedding the wedding headdress and this cape looking be just giving these white motherfuckers all this ass and all this thickness all this black woman the god <laughs> she's giving it all of them to them then she giving you the black berets but they're in yellow it's just black as fuck. Then they got the white boots like the J sets and the major S. Everybody keep calling them major S. That's fucking J sets from Jackson State where I went to school, motherfuckers. <laughs> so you need to know your fucking history. It's not just some major S. It is J sets. <laughs> that is that. That's my alma mater. That's my motherfucking school. So yes, get it right. Ain't, ain't no motherfucking band in the south in the swag. Popping like the sonic motherfucking boom. <laughs> and anybody know the black college culture, they know that that's, um, you know, that's a part of the black culture, especially mm-hmm. the college era of culture. Everything she did in regards to music last night was like, yeah, this is what you about to see us be black as fuck from the step show from what else oh, I um, missed it. I'm so, don't uh, explain no more don't tell no more about it Diamond. then she bring her girls out you know she bring destiny child out really yeah, yes they did. come out kelly got this big ass fucking afro ponytail looking fine and chocolate as she normally does mm-hmm. michelle comes out <laughs> With no soul and offbeat, <laughs> looking like she ain't been on her moans. Bro. Oh, you are shading her. She did, she did not fall down the steps this time. I was watching. She did not fall, but she Bro. still was looking like. They mm. made a whole Facebook page on Michelle's fuck ups, and I was fucking dying, but I felt like a bully. But we ain't gonna oh. we ain't gonna talk about it because she's among greatness, so that makes her great. So then. I guess Celine sold enough records on her little album to where she can get a feature too. So Uh, she came out on the stage with her sister and gave you Give Me Body. 
you know, so you know, you know, her other albums didn't do do too well, <laughs> so she went to the level where Beyonce could give her a feature. <laughs> but now with cranes in the sky and a seat at the table, it all is, you know, oh, you, you you got the numbers up there. You had the number one album. Let me give you some little spot on my Coachella <laughs> section, <laughs> which but was one of my favorite one moments. Too. Just a little one. It too, was though. cute though. I loved anyway. it. I love it. I love to see them together and them doing their thing. She had her blonde hair and she had her blonde hair. It was so cute. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. What other part? That kind of was my favorite. The Solange of her moment was my favorite moment. Um, I seen that all over Instagram. Then her senior citizen husband came out <laughs> looking real old. Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's her husband, so I guess he needed to come out anyway. It might but be his swagger. Looking, I, you know, I love Jay Z swagger, but you mm-hmm. know, he's kind of old. You know. <laughs> knocking on 60. Is he really? <laughs> no, I think he's like 50-something. Or <laughs> late 40-something. He could be 50, 40-something. I don't know. No. I know. He got to be knocking on 50. Let me see. That nigga's knocking on 50. He got to be. Um, Who else? I wanted to see. I, I, she didn't leave anything for me to want. Like, Everything was nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gave me these glitter ass motherfucking majorette boots. Every one of her outfits was made um was um custom. I can't I'm not a designer girl, but however you say Bowman, is that how you say it? Yeah, designer? I don't know. Yeah, I know you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, how you say it? Yeah, so however you say oh, that shit. Jay Z is forty eight. Okay, knocking on 50. Do, 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 do. He's at the door like, hey, a 50, here I am. So he came out on the stage looking every bit of 50. <laughs> like it, it wasn't his place. But I, oh. I, I want to say I love Beyonce because this this is a HBCU thing. Like how what she did, this is on this level, this platform, them being able to see our culture that is specifically ours. Uh-huh. Like, you don't get this anywhere else. Mm-mm. This right. is a southern, rooted, black thing. Yeah. Everything that she put in this, it was us. Uh-huh. And seeing this from a pop star on the, at this level, because, you know, even like a Michael Jackson or... Um, who are other black pop stars? Um, Tina Prince. Turner. Prince. Was he a pop star, Prince? Prince, yeah, Prince. Um, I ain't never seen that, so I get what you said. I never seen <laughs> this type of unadulterated blackness right. put on display. Because, you know, they always trying to be, because they're trying to be commercial, they're trying to bring everybody together. Right. D- Michael Jackson was doing, it's black, it's, it's white. He's trying to bring every. Now, he had some... You know, he had some things that he did that was kind of pushing the envelope, the too. What about us was cute. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm not shading Mike. Mike is uh, doing his thing. But he was trying to be the good little Negro. He, yeah, sometimes. I now, sometimes he stepped out of the box, but... But he was, it was heal the world, make it which a is nothing wrong with that. No, it's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But that is all <laughs> encompassing, and that's okay. That's right. cute. That's you, black, and you trying to be commercial. Right. This is a black woman showing you we black. This is our black greatness. This is our black excellence. This is our black shit. Let right. me show it to you. This is ours. 
y'all can't steal this, even though we know y'all going to try. <laughs> Man, everybody gonna know what's up. But you need to know this is our culture that we love, and it need to be in your face, unadulterated, unapologetic. This the fuck what we do. Right. Boom. Enjoy. It was sounds like it was <laughs> cute, and I need to see it. It was cute as fuck. You need to see it definitely. How how can I see it? Um, I'm sure it's streaming on um, YouTube. YouTube. They gonna put it on YouTube. So I'm is that red too? No, because y'all just you gotta pay a, a, a subscription a for that. No, this That's is a, free. Oh, okay, you. Beyonce got paid millions of dollars to give uh, motherfuckers like us a chance to watch a whole full two hour concert for free, <laughs> bitch. Yes. For free. Yeah. Right. Do you know how much motherfucking Coachella tickets cost? A lot. It's a cute a little lot. one. It's a cute little uh, one. Too. A lot. But she, like she don't really need no I mean, like, she her and Jay-Z no. about to go on tour, and they tickets like exactly. $1,000. Right. She just got paid to give yeah. us a free show. She finessed the fuck out of the ass. Shout out to Queen from <laughs> <laughs> T with Queen and Jay. She finessed the fuck out of y'all motherfuckers. I'm going to charge y'all to do this motherfucking shit so I can perform for these white folks this audience, in this audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... Y'all go stream it live on the motherfucking YouTube for free so the motherfucker who can't afford these tickets can see it for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. That's to the good. fullest. Yes. I love, 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 love that. Um, what else? Oh, so we're giving the queen her praises. We love the fact that Beyonce is just that bitch. You know, she represents the South. She represents Houston. Um, Louisiana, she's representing us, even though she done moved to New York with her bae. <laughs> uh-huh. She's still representing black women on a whole different level that we have never seen before done in pop culture. We just haven't. We have uh-huh. not seen this before. So um, Even this- in that No Angel video, I thought it was fucking dope. Have you seen mm-hmm. that video? Yeah. yeah. Like, see, I've never seen no other artist just do, like, on that level. Just do different shit like that to where they Mm -hmm. expose your everyday people. Exactly. Even the um, even the white pop stars kind of try to be encompassing too. Right. They try to sometimes the country ones are allowed to kind of show their little country ass roots, their corny country roots. But (laughs) you know they're allowed to show their roots. But even certain people like um, Britney Spears, she wasn't allowed to show her like Louisiana roots. She uh-huh. wasn't allowed to show that she come from white trash and that kind of stuff. They're not allowed to show their mediocre-ness. They have to show, you know. Commercialized. You know, her, they're commercialized. And so that's why I appreciated this performance. But I wanted to add, in the backdrop of all of this shit going on, even we're praising Beyonce mm. for her great performance, I want y'all to know that Coachella's owner, Philip Auschwitz, whatever the fuck boy, however you pronounce his (laughs) name, he got called out by supporting anti-black, pro-gun, anti-LGBT, anti-weed, anti-weed, anti-everything, every political agenda that is against this platform. That's crazy. And then you think he supported all the hipsters are supposed to be there Mm -hmm. in that vibe. And this motherfucker is just like, he got called out about it in 2016. Mm -hmm. And he, when he got called out about it, he was like, no, I didn't intentionally support these things. I didn't know that they were anti LGBT. I didn't know they were pro gun. So uh, rest and be sure, I'm going to be more diligent about finding out if I'm supporting these anti-liberal 
situations, I'm going to make sure. And once again, this year, he is still Don't supporting <laughs> these hunkies against us. He's still supporting these motherfucking pecker woods that want us to die because they don't want they don't want to give us health care. They don't want to give us an education. They want to keep our fucking kids in fucking schools that are underfunded. He is still supporting motherfucking pro-gun lobbyists who fucking want our kids to be shot up in school like these kids is going off. They, they want us to be dead and they don't give a fuck about us. He's still supporting these people. These Peckerwoods are still supporting these people. So don't give them your fucking money. Don't give them your money. It's not cute. So don't ever go to Coachella. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it on YouTube. (laughs) Do not ever give them your fucking money. If you are a gay boy, if you are a trans girl, if you are a black woman, if you are a black man, these motherfuckers are against you. Stop fucking supporting them. Right. Dang, right when I thought I was going to buy me a ticket to Coachella. No. I never thought that. <laughs> that bad boy dream is popped. It's gone out the window. Man, no. I never considered that. No. I'm not. I just I'm thought not it would be money. interesting with the vibe and stuff. Shit. I just didn't know they was, you know, contributing to my ruin. Right. So the coins that the little young millennials are spending. Oh going towards anti-gay right uh-huh it's going anti everything anti them student loans the millennials gotta pay back when you are old and you ain't gonna have no social security know who you fucking supporting right mm-hmm. know who you supporting. know who you supporting no matter what it is absolutely but sometimes they do it in kind of clandestine secret under the belt way so you don't know for sure but we want to let y'all know on march's play that's the tea. That's the tea. For something <laughs> you're gonna fall for anything. Oh, you sound sing. so country. You better do it. Yes, yeah, invoke baby. that country spirit. <laughs> Let them use you. <laughs> right, stand for something. So, all right, what's next? Well, black women of God. Shout out to Black Joy. Shout Mistake. out. Shout out. <laughs> But we just going to switch over to a white woman type of tea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> so basically, um, I see that Barbara Bush is kind of just like putting in her cards and just like, fuck it. No more further treatment for me um, because she's 92. So she's like kind of tired and just decided to to just, you know, lay down and just live the rest of her life comfortably. Oh. And I'm thinking about That's sad. right, and I'm thinking. But about, she's been real comfortable in her life, with right? Her Republican husband and her Republican right son, son. and she's been real comfortable, real in comfortable. Her white privilege, right? When her husband and her son was fucking shit up for us, but <laughs> I would think that she has all the comfort in the world, right? But go ahead, what else? <laughs> so I'm just thinking about as far as older trans women, the about the most discriminated human being on earth right oh, now. Oh, uh, amen. Right. So I'm thinking about what happens when trans people age. You know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen when these Medicare um, privileges are cut and the funds are cut? And as further and further t- things get worse, you know what I mean? What's going to happen when we age? And um, everybody's really ageist. You know what I mean? Don't really give a fuck about older folks in general i worked in nursing homes in and out a lot of those people just kind of give up you know what i mean yeah their family stopped coming to visit right so us as trans people being so vulnerable as well 
You know what I mean? And what if you don't have a sex change? You know what I mean? And having to deal with that. And how can we can't just lay down and just be like, I'm going to throw in the cars and be comfortable. I mean, we can. We don't have the right. resources we, to we, do that. We could, like, <laughs> we could give up, right. but we ain't going to be comfortable. Right. You know what I we mean? We ain't going to so, be comfortable if we don't give up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're not comfortable now. Young. <laughs> so it's just like, how do we progress to to even, like, make that better for us? Mm. Like, And then us being afraid to fight and just going stealth as well right it doesn't really help the situation a scary thing for me would be me first of all I, my mother doesn't have all kinds of million million sisters and brothers where oh. i got glories of aunties and cousins i have a right. very small family my mother's the only child and you know I'm not cool with one of my brothers, and I'm really close to my other one. Oh, you got two brothers? Yeah, I have two brothers. So you've only oh. heard about the one I'm cool with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking you have one brother. No, I have a really, really um, homophobic one. I have a really, really, like, transphobic, homophobic, like, he ain't really churchy, but he just. Hypermasculine type of ideology. Yeah, been to prison. Only one of us been to prison. Barely got out of high school. He's just that. And what's funny is me and my little younger brother that I'm cool with, we the hood motherfuckers. We the one who was raised with the crackhead mama in the hood fighting motherfuckers. He the one that was in fucking the suburbs of our city in a a three- three-story fucking house built from the ground up in a sickening school system in Carmel, Indiana. And he's the one who was raised with the silver spoon. You see what I'm saying? And he the one doing the not saying that smoking is ghetto, um, but he's the one who does the stereotypical stuff. Right. He does drugs, popping pills, smoking weed, and he does a stereotypical stuff that you would think he would not be into. Right. Because he lived this privileged-ass fucking life. But we the ones who don't smoke. We the ones who went to college. He's the one. We did the quote-unquote respectable things, and he's the one who was the... I hate to say, not, not, still respectable, but he's the one who did all the bad stuff, robbing people when he didn't have to. Like you would think uh, we would be doing that stuff. He's trying because, to live up to. Yeah, he's of... trying to live up to to this image. Like nigga, you've lived in uppity neighborhoods, like niggas with fucking neighborhoods with watchmen and security riding through and white people next door and. You didn't live this good life. We lived on fucking welfare. You didn't. You lived with your fucking daddy who been at his job for 30 years with seniority and with a mortgage and taking care of his shit. Right. Like, and then you come and robbing people? What you robbing people for? <laughs> it's a lot of dudes like that. Though. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? Like well. And so he's that dude. Um. So... I don't have family, so I, I say all that to say this. I don't have no, I don't have a really close, a, a lot of members of my family. So my little brother is the closest person that is blood relative that I, that could even remotely, that I would think about that would kind of take me in as like, if I was old and he's still alive and he has a family, I'm pretty sure he would take me in to to take care of me but do i want that for my little brother right. do i want that for him do i want that space so if i choose to say no just put me in a home then i have to worry about right. all types of shit they I neglect be, regular uh, they neg- cis people regular cis people right then i'm gonna be the freak motherfucking tranny 
uh, they taking pictures of <laughs> and all this kind of freaking shit put me on fuck. I'm old and decrepit. These mother, I can't do nothing to say nothing about it. And they put me on social media. <laughs> right. Like the fear yeah, of that, yeah. of that kind of stuff is totally possible. You feel what I'm saying? Like, because they do shit like this to cisgender people. Exactly. So if you a trans person, why would, then they don't see your humanity. They don't see you as a real human being for real. Right. When you have that type of, that society set up to look at you as less than and unworthy and unprotectable or not worthy of protection, it can set you up to be mistreated in those situations, especially when you are a vulnerable person like a trans child or a vulnerable person like a trans senior citizen. Uh-huh. You don't have your youth to protect you and your wits and your physical capabilities, that kind of stuff. Which So you are more vulnerable. Does that make you feel pressure to get a se- You said it make you pressure to get a sex change, huh? Yeah, I, I think it yeah. does. It does make me feel like... When I hit 50-something, if I'm in good health, to go ahead, I done kind of sold my royal oats. <laughs> and, you know, I done got all the good loving I done got in, so I might as well go go ahead and get the snip and snip and do that. You know, because then you ain't got to worry about it. Like, you don't have, you still have to worry about being mistreated, but you don't have to worry about being the circus sideshow that you can be in certain situations mm-hmm. if you're, you know, you got tits at the top and dig in the bottom. Let me take some, <laughs> let me p- take some pictures of that and put it on the internet for people to go okay, look at this old lady, right. lady boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can see, I can see somebody, I can see it too, using 100%. that situation to mistreat me and shit. Oh, some people get raped uh, as amen. old people. Exactly. You know what I mean? I remember it was years ago. There was this situation where, um, God, what was it? And then trans women are sexualized. Oh my gosh. This sounds Objectified. So yeah. Right. All that. I remember there was a case where this lady, this old lady, she was in some kind of hospice situation and the doctors had checked her out. And she had some kind of gonorrhea. (gasps) And they were like, how is she having gonorrhea? She ain't having no sex. You come saying because she's old, but she couldn't she couldn't talk. Like they had her on this machine where she couldn't really say what was happening. Baby, they had cameras in there and the fucking nurse man was fucking fucking her. (gasps) And recording it. So you think if they this is what they do to fucking cis people with with family, this old white woman. So you, mm. you with you with all your privileges, you know, you would think that you would be protected, but you're not, you know, because you're still not protected against patriarchy, right. <laughs> and these motherfuckers trying to um, use you and use your body. So she was in that situation where she had got gonorrhea from this nigga fucking her. That's crazy, you know, and she's. In, and on the hospital bed, like literally on a hospital bed. That makes me want to just have 10 children so I could just be protected. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just telling have her earlier. It. Right, basically. <laughs> but then you, your your children are human beings. Are they going to grow up and be pro-trans? One of them going to like me. <laughs> Shit, one out of 10 at least. No, all of them. If, you, if I'm taking care of you. No, when they get <laughs> older, you don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, it's so many, it's so many things that could, um, yeah. And then do, would you want to be that burden to your children? Mm -mm. 
You know, like I don't want to be that burden. I, mean, I don't know. If I feel put uncomfortable. Me in a home, put me in a real sickening one. Like I, <laughs> like where you know I'm getting privileges that I would normally get before. I noticed like, let though. Me, let me get something that's sick. What I noticed sickening. working in a nursing home is really not even the black folks that really believe and keep it. And if like basically it was only the only older black folks I've seen there is the ones that don't really have children. Don't have children, right? right. It's not part of. Our culture to, just, to right. give our families away. We use I know it's people that live with their daughters, like especially black women. You see uh-huh. the grandmother in the house with the daughter, with and, the grandkids or the son. Also, when I've been in one where there's mostly black nurses and mostly um, just mostly black RNs, it will just be real homely. It'll be real. Oh, I love you. Okay, baby. I see you later. They'll say that like mm-hmm. to the the, the residents. If I see yeah. you later, baby, it's just real loving and caring. Yeah. And when I went in the cunt you know ones, real when I went in the cunt ones, right? When I went in the cunt ones, they'll just like it'll be some old people yelling and baby, can you get the nurse for me? Wait, wait. Explain s- what cunt means. <laughs> For like who don't know. the 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 more the privileged ones. ones, you know what I mean, yeah. the the upscale ones, right. quote unquote, and they'll be like residents yelling at me. I'm sitting here, a wheelchair driver. They'll be like, "Can you get the nurse for me, please, please?" I've been yelling for hours and hours, or it'll seem like hours to them. Really, it'd be like thirty minutes, but that's a long time when you're that vulnerable. You know what yeah. I mean, sitting in your own dookie or blah blah blah. Ugh. And they're not used to. <laughs> right. being mistreated exactly. and being, you know. <laughs> put on the back burner. You know, put on the back. They're not used <laughs> to that. You know, they live this long life of privilege. <laughs> right. So now, oh, my God, I'm sitting in my feces, and I paid for all of this <laughs> this, this um, luxury. Right. You're going to listen to me. <laughs> you exactly. know, they're used to that. And, and it, they should. They should be. They should need care. But, you know, I, I see, um, I don't see black People just giving putting their parents in homes and shit. I don't see it yeah. all the time unless it's just some really uh, unless they unless they come really right shame. out of surgery and can and they afford it? Like right, most black folks can't afford that shit. Exactly, they barely can afford fucking daycare. Daycare is fucking out here costing tuition, college tuition. They barely can afford yeah, that. Yeah. They definitely can't afford no daycare and nursing home bills. Just praying <laughs> on people, man. Just praying yeah. on people. Um, I don't know. So I just, I feel like when it comes to aging, I'm kind of just trying to play it by ear. I'm working and trying to keep some good savings together right. so I can live off my retirement. And even that is a privilege because everybody can't work. Some people got to be, is out here hustling and That's they, can't, be they don't about. have savings. Because yeah. when you get old, bitch, you can't fucking prostitute no You going to be popping that pussy? <laughs> I'll pop this thing instead of some pussy. <laughs> 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 pop it on the dance scene. I'll, no. I'll be the granny trinny. No. <laughs> I would I fucking market it. Bro, you get some <laughs> I coins. Be, I'll put on my <laughs> wig looking like, um, what's that chick name from Mama's Family? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Harper, baby. I put oh, on my wig my and my little goodness. duster, my little country duster with my rollers in my hair. Baby, come give it to Granny. <laughs> Some grannies oh, is freaky uniform. though, right? Some is really that freaky. Honey, let me show you how this season good puss. No, feel. not season good puss. <laughs> season good puss. Oh, let me oh. show you what I learned in all of these good years. This good wisdom puss. Oh. <laughs> 
But as far as me, the only thing I could just really think about to do as far as that is to kind of just get my transition to a comfortable place and also try to get financially comfortable. Like the really only solution is like get rich. Like that's really the only solution. And that is an uphill battle. Because right. if right. that was easy, we all would be rich. Right. <laughs> so it's just like it's really nothing we could think of right now. Yeah. <laughs> just try to take care of your health. You know, eat your veggies, stretch, try to go. Some type of health insurance. Drink your water. Get your job. Get health insurance through them. Take you know, just try to do what you can. Preserve your youth. (laughs) It's a dismal future. (laughs) Especially with what's going on with Putin and them. Oh, the Putin and Kim Jong Kim Song coming tag teaming us trying to wear us out. (laughs) Anyway, so speaking of getting rich and speaking of getting your coins right. And building your wealth and, you know, doing things that you need to do to get money. What's our next topic? Well, (laughs) our next topic is the importance of diversifying your skills in a world that's constantly changing. Mm. Now, we know that FOSTA has, you know, thrown some bitches off their footstep. There's a footstep in the moment. And, you know, some people are surviving. Some people are kind of stuck in different cities. Um, hopefully, they're not stuck anymore. It's what, almost the end of the month. Uh, yeah, they might still be dealing with their stuckness. Now, <clears throat> what we were talking about FOSTA and SESTA. We know these b- bills and laws. What's SESTA? SESTA is like both of them are the same thing. They just oh, call okay. different things. Um, we know this is the bill that shut down Backpage. Mm-hmm. So, we know that there's some girls out here who, who are struggling and we just did an episode called Saving Holes and Nuns Alike two episodes ago. So check it out so we you can hear our opinions on that. But it's it's something that we have to consider. There are people who in that moment that Backpage was shut down and Craigslist was shut down, they were on a trip that they invested all their money in to make money to be able to pay their bills and they flew out to some city let's say san francisco or dc or new york and they spent all their money in advertisement because they knew they were gonna make money and bam the site shut down when they fly out Mm-mm. or so god now, forbid you went to a different country because you know the girls are abroad mm-hmm. you went somewhere and now your ads so you invested this money it's lost and you can't make no clients because they can't see you because the ad the, the the sites are down, right. and so now you in a whole different city trying to make money. So now you got to go to the host row and be like we talked about to the dangerous, blah 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 blah. So we don't want to get into that. There are people who right now in this in this moment right now who are dealing with the effects of the government coming in and doing shit that is fucking up their livelihoods. So that's why we thought it was important to talk about diversifying your skills. So that you can, um, so that you can live in a world that's constantly changing right now, mm-hmm. not only just, and be you know, adaptable, right? Just not only just foster happening, um, you know, just period. Because I, I, I listen to older people and people mm-hmm. that seem <coughs> as, uh, established, and one thing that they all have in common is they all say, "Hey." I'm not good at just one thing. I'm good at a multiple thing. If you think and about it, why do you think all of these celebrities and people with money invest in different things? You know what I mean? Right, you got to right. have many hustles. 
Exactly. And that's always been part of my ideology of life. Like, if I was going to do something, I've always wanted to, because I've always been interested in, like, a lot of shit. So I'm like, how come I can't, everybody always tell you, pick one thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I have to just pick one thing when there's so much to make money from? Yeah, right. absolutely. And don't think when we talk about bring rich people in the conversation as the example, don't think that we're talking about just on that big level. Sometimes right. it's on a small level. Yeah. Like you can. Um, I remember when I was hustling, I had a phone sex number. I had <laughs> escorts. I had YouTube. Porn. I had. No, um, you didn't I didn't porn, do porn. But yeah. But some people. Were good. Yeah. Some people. You know, I had a job. Yeah. I had a regular job. It was eight dollars an hour, but it was some guaranteed coins if I went to work. Right. Um, I had a job. I had a phone sex line. I had um, a webcam little site where I can sell webcam shows to people. Um, I had. Um, I braided hair. I did dreads. I did natural hair before natural hair was a trend. (laughs) I was doing dreads. I was doing braids. And, you know, I was doing these things. And so all these these little hustles added up to me paying my bills with. You know, um, I even had fucking, mm, do I want to say that on record? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know. I was getting. You had different. I had different loopholes I could work. Different different revenues. And so that's on that lower level hustle bitch type shit. You know, um, even when I was stunting, because I'm an ex stunt queen, where I'm writing checks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing the little cheap return scheme, writing these bad Uh, checks for the product and (laughs) return it and bring it back. Get it how you you live. Get it how I live. You know, I'm a a hood bitch. I got got a little little lesson in my head, but I come from the hood and know some hood shit. My mama taught me well. (laughs) And what's funny is I'm a combination of my mom and my dad. My mom is never got past 10th grade, ratchet hood. That's her. My dad got three degrees. One for a biology degree from Southern California, a law degree from Berkeley, and a business degree from Berkeley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these are two. I got it all. Right. <laughs> I'm the happy medium of both of these people. So I I know all the things that I need to do. But what I did was while I was doing these little scheme, maybe taking some penitentiary chances too, these schemes, I was trying to flip it into something better. I was paying for some school. I was paying for something so where I can go. And school, I don't want to say this, school is totally not something that um, is accessible to everybody, but, and it's also not something that um, is going to guarantee you success Mm -hmm. as well. So that's not something I just needed for me. That was my, my era of learning. My era of coming up, school was your ticket out of the hood, your ticket out of that was what we knew to do. So and I do have to say having it has given me more money at my job, even my current job, which has nothing to do with my degree. But just because I had the degree, they gave me more thousands of dollars on my salary. Uh So it helped me get a lot of money, even though my what's funny is my degree, the jobs that my degree would get me, Mm -hmm. the job that I have now, which has nothing to do, paid Uh more. That's a lot of the situations nowadays, though, unless you're in a medical field. Yeah. So I had all of these hustles that I was doing to be able to survive, and I just built them into something that was sustainable and more legal. (laughs) Right. Right. So I I think it's important. I think it's important to um, have different avenues. 
you gotta get different yes. avenues, whether it be uh get your hair license, get right, nails. some kind of trade. Yeah, get something that can bring you some kind of income Eyelashes. in. Something Food. lashes. And people do this, right. but some people don't. And don't think because say you've been a prostitute all your life. Don't think that because you've been a prostitute all your life that's all that you, you good at. That, that's all you good at, or those can't translate into some other job. Massage, yeah, if massage you, if you type good of thing. You good with you rapport. good customer service. You good with selling yourself. Not selling yourself isn't selling your body, but marketing. advertising, right. marketing. The, those social media skills. People get paid a salary for you to be at, like, go to a fucking mom and pops that don't got no fucking social media presence. You know about this. Go tell them, get a pres- get a presentation together and say, hey, I can run you a social media and bring this amount of business to you. I know how to do this. I did it for myself. Even though it was an, in a different industry, you still can translate that that um that skill set into something more positive and legal and people will pay you for it right so don't think that you don't have the skills to do something else based on your work history because you do or not even that you could find your niche yeah find that and that is a niche yeah you get what i'm saying um what else what else what else what else what else i'm looking t.s madison she built a brand she built a business and here she go flipping into something more positive now she's a Internet personality connected to the TV. Gucci man wife is like the prime example. Also that too. <laughs> you know, like she flipped like two million and just yeah. he came back to way more than that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good thing, but that don't really got nothing to do with us. Yeah. But I'd give what you're saying. But it's I could, possible. Fl- I could flip it. it more than that if somebody gave me two million. <laughs> 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 just the right. privilege of being having a pussy and connected to them type of niggas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a privilege in itself a uh, coin and a privilege right. to be able to have that access to True. those type of guys True. you know <laughs> so um don't think that you are stuck in a situation just because oh i don't have anything else that i know how to do you can it's it's other things that you can do shit and this learn is how to cut judging. grass some shit Something I don't know about. Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would. No I would. I do something. Got to make some sell weed. Something. It ain't legal, but shit. Honey, get out here and live <laughs> like the immigrants do. They don't mind. They don't give you know, a fuck. Whatever. Back whatever how they make it work. Get you two jobs. Back yeah. to back. Or invest in that company that you just you just mm-hmm. feel like you've been undermining. Put something towards it. And it's and it can start small. Mm-hmm. Like when I was getting when I was YouTube, it didn't. St- when I was on YouTube, it didn't start off giving me shit. Yeah. But it grew to where it was paying my people. Rent. People don't have the patience like that, though. That's the problem. Yeah, you gotta true. have the patience and that self discipline. Yeah, it 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 grew to it grew to me paying my rent and that's loud. It was cool. That's loud as fuck. Yeah. So definitely, don't think that you are stuck in the rut and you can't do other things. You really can. I know it's hard for harder for some people. Like you know. Because we're trying to make our physical self match our mental self, sometimes we take risks that do not turn out well. Like when the girls go get this silicone and it deforms our face or it deforms our body. And it's something that makes us even more marginalized because of how we look. Mm -hmm. Because we're trying to, we don't have enough money to go get this expensive 
uh, Caitlyn Jenner mug reconstruction. And body. <laughs> and Sometimes body. you got to consider, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of trans people just, they focus be on their transition for so long, they forget. And, like, they forget to practice on different skills that they have and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to invest into where they could be comfortable in life to where you can afford, like, the best surgeries and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, have good insurance or, you know what I mean? So, just... Oh, good credit. I think it's right. more... I think, <laughs> no, I Shut think up. it's more... <laughs> it's more pressing. Because think about... We all sitting here speaking from a place of privilege. We got to... It's... True. If you weren't as but what if you had to live as a guy? Would you live as a guy? What? Right, that's What's what I'm the saying. Question? Yeah. If, would you, you live can't, as a guy? You can't. Wait, what? I, I think I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You can't. What do you? When prior to me getting to the uh, level that I am now, uh-huh. the pressure now to do little body work changes is barely there because I didn't got to a certain level. Right. But prior to me doing all of this, the pressure of it was not something I can just. Well, let me live as a guy. It was not when I yeah. look at when you look in the mirror every day, and it does not reflect. Hell when I what? How many times you get in the mirror and brush your teeth? What you mean? How many, how many times? times you brush your teeth a day? How many times you brush your teeth a day? <laughs> You're supposed to two times. Okay, so if you what happened to do, do, do you? Do you do? We ain't talking about that. So, Sometimes so, I ain't perfect. So, <laughs> like, so, like, so if you if you do it once a day, each day you looking in the mirror and you seeing somebody that you shouldn't see, and mm. so. The, like this doesn't match what I feel, and it's a constant source of depression. It's a constant source of whatever it is. Means to make you feel not inadequate. Means to make you feel like you're not getting where you're supposed to be fast enough. That level of pressure, even if you're going through therapy, it is a strong pressure, and so it's not always. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, let me just wait and invest in my future. You can't. It's because this problem is right now right. and if I, I can see ways when i step outside my house i'm looking like a clock box i'm looking <laughs> like i'm looking like you know joe frazier in a wig if i'm giving <laughs> if i'm joe giving that i know then navigating through the world like that where i know i'm gonna walk out this door and people are gonna point at me and people are gonna laugh at me. I I'm broke, so I gotta ride the bus. So I gotta be in public spaces with all these motherfuckers. And I get on the bus with my broad shoulders, no moans, just my hair, trying to feel my fish. And they like, ugh, that's a man. Like navigating the world every single day. I cannot expect somebody to say, right. "Oh, you just gotta invest in your future." <laughs> and, you know, it's that's positive, but that's from a place of privilege. You gotta. It's, everybody isn't in a situation where the, it's that easy. And even if you are listening to us and you are in that situation, do not think that there are not opportunities elsewhere. I, I remember my homegirl, she had some silicone issues in her in her face where she, she just couldn't get a job because they were bad. Like they were before she needed to save money to get the, the silicone taken out of her face. She. And that was really expensive on its own. Damn. You feel what I'm saying? And then she would go to interviews. She would try it and build up the courage to actually go to interview, but she never would get them because, you know, she was in a situation. Guess what she did? What? She don't tell me she cut her face. No. Uh, oh, okay. No. So let me tell you how she got the money. She became a trucker. Uh-huh. Where now? 
because you work by yourself when you drive in trucks. Right. You might run into people who unloading your truck and stuff like that. But yeah. you driving, you driving by yourself. So that's number one. She didn't want to, that wasn't a dream of her to become a trucker, but it was a it was a job that she can do by herself that she didn't have to worry about other people that much. Uh-huh. So that's one thing. Then she became it used to be a company called Alpine Access and they did customer service shit from the house. Uh-huh. So she all she had to do was do a phone interview. You ain't you ain't seeing my face. <laughs> so there are I, even Apple I got a friend y'all know Brenda's been on the show Brenda used to work for Apple we set up a closet in my room and that was his workspace and he would do Apple customer service from my closet <laughs> so you don't always have to be don't think that there are not opportunities sometimes opportunities you just don't know about because you don't have access to right um so there are opportunities to where you can be out here making some kind of coin and livable wage and you know it's not necessarily out in the public until you Uh can get to that space so don't think that those are the only things out here for you like no opportunities there are some that you can create for yourself there are some that are out here that don't expose you to the elements of society all the time don't give up don't I give up i also wanted to say like because you were saying uh for people who are in public and they're getting clogged and that's something that they have to deal with i also wanted to say like you know because being a trans person when you're in spaces and you're you could tell people are looking at you a certain type of way. You like being in the LBGT community. You always you can tell when you're getting clogged, mm-hmm. or, and you know when you're getting through. So for the people that do deal with getting clogged, just Shit, I don't be no. I way. should say what I wanted to say was you know just try to find that space of self confidence because um it can be hard sometimes, especially when you go through with that during um in a daily basis on a daily basis. But try to find that self-confidence within yourself, and it, it'll it help a lot. And not only allies. So one thing that I hate to do is I think that's what you're saying is positive and it's great. Yes, mm-hmm. I know that. Like, that. yes, I want you. You, you got to have some self-care and know how to just stand on your ground, blah, 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 blah. But we knew that sometimes it, that's not enough. It's kind of like being a black person and coming into a job. No matter how positive you is, if this interviewer has these implicit biases about you, then it's not you're not. Go you're not. It's not gonna go good. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? If they have these things, no matter how positive you are, the way this system is set up is for you to fail. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, no matter how positive I am, this might this guy might knock me in my head for sitting next to him on the bus uh-huh. just because I'm trans. Um, you could have this butch queen that thinks, "Oh, the trannies can't take me," and he has this these bias these biases about trans folks. Say a butch queen, like a gay boy, mm-hmm. he got these biases about um trans folk. Oh, these trannies can't take me. They think they all that because they got titties and ass and da 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 da. But I can get the same niggas that they can get, and uh, you know how mm-hmm. butch queens to do. And then he can go and tell your tea to somebody who, who it wasn't none of their fucking business. But then you get in a situation with this person and they get into it with you and harm you because this butch queen couldn't take you. <laughs> and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of how um, how positive you were, how much self-confidence you have. It was about 
outside people doing shady ass shit to harm you. Right. You but see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm saying just the internal, like when you get home after after the incident or just work. going through your daily daily battles, like like especially if you're with your family and your friends and you know, just having that in that internal um confidence within yourself because sometimes it could it could really bother you a lot absolutely so just keep pushing don't don't stop don't stop don't stop so that's what we wanted to talk about in regards to diversifying your skill set and making sure that you are doing things that are um self-care amongst all this work that you gotta do in regards to the society i have a question Uh have you ever met in your lifetime like a real cis straight person that is, has been like a genuine ally to oh, trans yeah, I people. Was, I was about to say my point about allyship. Really? Allies. Uh-huh. In, when you are in situations in public and you see folks fucking with trans folks, if you are an ally, be be the person that stands up and say, shut the fuck up. Leave people alone. Let the, Mind your fucking business. Leave mm-hmm. people alone. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you should put yourself in harm's way. Right. But if you are an ally and you know the circumstances, use your privilege and say, hey, leave people alone. Say something. Yeah. It, you, it's, that's when you come, when your allyship come into place, where you can say, "Hey, you see their mind and their business. They get on the bus, and you see them making jokes and doing all this kind of shit. That's your place to say, "Hey, leave people the fuck alone. Right. They're minding their business, and it could be on the street, it could be on the bus, it could be wherever you see trans folks being harassed. Then that's as an ally, it's time for you to s- step up. Right. So, what's been a letdown for me that I've seen lately? is people people that i've known like i'm seeing this right now people that i've known are kind of starting to gravitate towards me again because i'm coming back in the in the mix you know i've been on social media and stuff for a long time so people i went to school with and stuff and they would tell me you know what i mean like you're so brave and you look so happy and you know you, you know they would give the vibes of okay you're an ally you know what i mean like that type of thing but yet these same people i would catch some of them like making fun of trans women or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean just just that type of shady shit that you know and like even i even had a friend who say no i think it's gay if a dude interacts with a trans woman if she has a piece but if he interacts with you it's still gay even though you have a puss yeah it's just yeah yeah we did so I have yet to meet like a real true cis straight ally. So I have, I have, but you also got to understand just like you, just like Mia, just like me, we are on two different levels of political education. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Like I agree. All of us are in different spaces in regards to true, true. how, what we think about how we, where we are politically especially in regards to black liberation and trans liberation and uh, um, female empowerment, female women liberation in regards Mm -hmm. to that. We are on two different spaces and how we got there and the pace that we got there is different. So there are some allies that are at different levels of education Mm -hmm. in regards to this particular issue, in regards to us, in regards to what they think about us in regards to where they are. So there's some that just came over to allyship and they still have some shit to learn. There's some a little bit more deeper in it that just still have some shit to learn. And there's some people that are far deep into it where they know exactly what to say how to say it and what to do Uh so everybody is at different levels and sometimes i know it's tiring 
Oh, yeah. I know that it is not always our job. Because okay. Google is right there. <laughs> the fuck? It, it is okay <laughs> for us to say, hey, today I'm not in the mood to teach. I'm not in the mood to be an educator. I'm right. not in the mood to deal with these microaggressions. I'm not in the mood to deal for with real. anything. I need some self-love. I need to be fed. I need to be made okay. I'm not here to teach everybody that comes in my life how to deal with me. And I'm not in that space right now to do that. So give me a couple of days, maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe a maybe year. Maybe never. <laughs> or you so far gone I can't even fucking fuck with you like that right. and it's okay for us to say that but know that because of the body that you live in because of the space that you take up you are going to constantly be in spaces where you're going to have to yeah. educate people but it, but know that it is okay for you to say no when you don't feel like Cause it because Google is right there I don't feel like there's <laughs> no excuse right now all this information I don't feel like there's no excuse you should be asking me this or asking me this. no no, I don't, I'm not, no, not every trans person is an educator, just like you said. Yeah. So, no, I don't, if you're going, if you're going to try to be an ally, come with your shit, like, don't just be coming to me, asking me this different shit. When you sound ignorant, then you make fun of trans women, like, I don't got time for yeah, it. Yeah, you sound stupid. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I think, I think just like, well, let's, I think I brought up an implicit bias, so I want to talk about, um, in regards to allyship, speaking of allyship, <laughs> Let's talk about this Starbucks shit. Mm. You know? Yeah. So on Thursday, two lovely young black men come into a Starbucks to sit down and wait for their friend. Right? Uh-huh. When you go into a Starbucks, how many times do you see people just sitting in there on their computers, just chilling, Hella. not doing time <laughs> all the fucking time? This is a social space where people come to use the Internet, to drink coffee, to not get no coffee, to sit and chill. How, I've seen this so many times. I've never been to a Starbucks and there wasn't nobody sitting in there. So they're sitting in there waiting for their friend. Becky Sue comes up. <laughs> Becky Sue comes in and say, hmm, <laughs> Becky Sue Trump Ryan, <laughs> uh, come in and say, oh, hey, what are you guys doing here in the Starbucks? <laughs> to the black guys. The black guy says, oh, um, we're waiting on our friend. All right. Okay. She says, oh, okay. Go back, wipe off her. Um, milk steaming nozzle, <laughs> wipe up, wipe off her counters, fix her little cups. As she watches, as she watches from the them, side, from the side, it makes nope. Side eyes them. Mm-hmm, <laughs> they looking a little too comfortable in here. Hmm. Mm. Happy black men sitting in Starbucks. Scary. I don't know what's going on. One second, she looks at her compadre. One second, let me go see what the black dudes are doing. Hey, so uh, did did your friends come? Oh no, they haven't made it here yet. We're still waiting on them. Oh well, I mean, if you, if, I'm gonna need you guys to buy something if you're gonna stay here. What? Yeah. I wish somebody would come up to me. No, 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 no. Uh, d- what? We don't. We don't. The black guys. We don't. We don't need to buy anything. We just in here waiting for our friend. You cool? No, um, you can't loiter here, sir. You know, like get a little deeper in tone to make sure you know we're, sir. I'm the barista. 
I'm the person telling you what to do right now. And you got to buy something in order to stay here in this Starbucks. Or I'm going to call the police. What? You're going to call the police? Why are you getting so violent, sir? <laughs> Why are boy? you yelling? Right. Why are you black so angry? What? We're just sitting in the Starbucks and you're bothering us. What are you? Oh, my God. Call the police, Mary. <laughs> call the police. <laughs> like right now, these nigger, I mean, black men are getting angry. They might attack us. They might have guns. They might have their Skittles and their Arizona tea. And we might have to do something. But the thing is, this, that's all internal. And, and uh, really, I could just see them playing it on a cool and just like kind of ninja styling it. Exactly. I don't think they were that direct, but I'm just being right. funny. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that she probably didn't do none of that shit. She probably right. came over and said, oh, I told y'all to buy something. Y'all still ain't about nothing. All right, Mary, call the police. Right. <laughs> Very much that. That's how white women work. Anyway. Um, so they call the police and they arrest these guys for doing absolutely nothing. They came to the Starbucks to sit and wait for their friend. And this, we, we went to South by Southwest and we were in a Starbucks just talking. That's kind of what and you And that could have been us. Like, that's what you do at Starbucks. So what the fuck is going that's on? That's why Starbucks are in, like, bookstores. Right. It's like, yeah, what? What are you talking about? You just sit down and chill. And you ain't got to buy shit. You can sit in here and just chill. I wish somebody helped. So they called the police on them, but then you can't say I wish that I would because these are the police. They are killing us out here, bitch. Right yeah, in just Starbucks. get up. This is what I would have done. Got, got up, walked out. Called it today. So <laughs> I ain't got time for that drama bullshit. The white lady, a person who was a witness, just sitting down listening, she recorded the whole thing and posted it and was like, "This is unacceptable. This is not right. These guys, I watched the whole thing. These guys didn't do anything. These guys didn't do anything wrong. This is wrong. Starbucks, y'all ain't shit. This shit ain't right. No, this is not okay." And the the video went viral. Now I want you to think about if the video didn't go viral and this white wasn't white woman wasn't confirming that they didn't do shit. Right. What the right and conservative people, anti black motherfuckers would have said. They would have said, Oh, they had to do something. Right. They had to do something. She didn't just do that. Same shit they do with the police shit. Yes, always. They had to do something. She didn't just call the police on them for no reason. Yes, bitch, she the fuck did. Right. Just like when Renisha McBride walked up on that fucking porch and that hunky shot her in her face because she was trying to get help before her broke down car. What? Where was that at? She didn't do, that was in Michigan. She didn't have to do anything. She he she had her car had broke down and she walked up on the porch to get help with her car and the fucking man shot her through the door. She didn't do Why shit. We don't this? have to when do did shit. This, happen? this happened a while ago. Oh, I'm so late. We don't we black being black folks. We don't have to do shit. You know why? Because implicit bias. So let me talk about implicit bias. Right? Y'all ready for that? Ready for the heat. All right, implicit bias, also known as implicit social cognition, refers to like attitudes, stereotypes that affect our understanding and actions and decisions 
in an unconscious manner. So I want you to pay attention to that, unconscious. These biases, which, you know, they can encompass favorable or unfavorable assessment. So, for example, if you find yourself more attracted to Asian women because they are stereotypically more submissive or you are attracted to white men because they are nicer and they seem more stable. Or you don't want to get any gay men watching your children because you think they might molest your children. Uh, Or men in general. Or men in general, too. So it's so many things. These are stereotypes. And you could find yourself, like, especially, like, think about Asian. The stereotype is, ooh, they so so submissive and womanly and smart. And they let their man run over them. (laughs) They're just so submissive. And they know how to be women and take care of their men. If you find yourself more attracted to Asian women, more than likely you have bought into that stereotype. Shit, I Implicitly. was just, shit. When I'm attracted to Asian women, it's because they be sickening like fucking Lucy Liu and shit. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we talking about. <laughs> so, and these bi- these biases are activated involuntarily and without an individual's awareness or intentional control. So it's not always you're aware that you have biases. And let me not take us off the hook. We all have implicit mm-hmm. biases. We all do. How they manifest depends on the social construct that we um, believe in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if or I... events that happen to you in your life. Uh, events, so many things. Mm-hmm. How your parents taught you. All these things. Sometimes they're involuntary. So this fucking barista at Starbucks clearly has some type of impl- implicit bias against black men. And so because you are sitting here in my space of business, at my job, and I have this stereotype of black men that y'all might be doing something wrong. Y'all might be up to no good. Y'all might be dangerous, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowing you and I'm not treating you to do what how I treat normal people. Because like the white lady who took the video, she said, no, they never came up to anybody and asked them, what are y'all doing in the Starbucks? I have never, she said she has never seen that happen in Starbucks ever. I've never seen that. I've never heard, this is where people come hang out. So she said, I've never seen that. So your implicit bias has you acting in a way towards me and you don't feel like it's wrong, but you literally are doing something that you don't normally do. Literally. Literally (laughs) to me because of whatever reason, for no reason you feel like I should not be in this situation. So do you think that could be Starbucks fault or just the lady? Because a lot of people say it could Starbucks be t- is the- So it's not, it's not the bigger company's fault. It is a problem when you have employees like that. You need to reprimand them. You, that bitch needs to be fired. That Something needs to happen. You need, and then once she's fired, you need to implement more training so that they know that this is not okay at your job. There are consequences to these type of actions. She'll be fine because that's a lot of coins I could be Maybe missing out the, on. The if I'm a business owner. An apology. <laughs> I thought because I'm thinking Starbucks is cool because they offer like trans insurance for trans people. So I'm thinking, you know, hmm, is it the company fault? Because they seem like they're a little more progress, have a progressive mind state. 
but I don't really fuck with Starbucks like that. I don't right. Know. And baby, I, we do work around this. I do diversity training. If you want to pay me some coins to come and teach y'all how to do this shit, I can. I'm down for it. I got the credentials. I'm ready for you. If you got any <laughs> jobs for me in regards to diversity training, we can come and wear you out. <laughs> so that's number one thing. So another thing is these biases are not necessarily something because they're subconscious. They're not always something they're not the ones like you know when we get these motherfuckers in our circle that not in our circle but around us in our vicinity um who are um make a great make america great again folks trump supporters that's racist and that kind of stuff they're kind of like obviously racist like they have their they have their confederate flag hats on they have like you can tell that they where they stand you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying it's they're bold about especially in the south like it's more hidden and secretive in the north but not all the time but definitely in the south the racism down here is a little bit more bold and in your face um we can tell those like we can tell those but we're talking about the secret ones the ones where people don't know that they're acting like this the ones that force them to clutch their purse or move on the other side of the street or um Whereas, oh, white women do this all the time, where they'll say something, they'll do some type of microaggression. We already talked about microaggression, how they can be, uh, they don't know that they're doing it because they're not educated in culture. So they don't know that they're doing it. And so they could be doing it. And then when you get offended, it turns into, oh, my God, they turn into the victim. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, why are you such an angry black woman? Why are you such an angry black man? Why are you? What did I do? Because they don't know that this is problematic. They really don't. They, like, are stupid. And they're not in a position where they need to be educated about these things because they're in a place of, place of privilege. We keep saying privilege because it's, it, it affects our interaction with each other. Uh-huh. So you don't have to worry about racism. You don't have to worry about this. So you think what you, you coming up to me asking me about doing this abnormal-ass shit by coming to me asking me about fucking what am I doing at the fucking Starbucks? And they wonder why we're pushing representation so much. Right. Absolutely. And it's like, do you not fucking get it at like all? Like you don't. So it's like this whole black movement, and I'm sick of it. I, all lives matter. It's just like, bro, grow the fuck up. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> implicit bias are, like I said, by nature pervasive. Everyone possesses them. We all do. So one of the things we have to know how to do is how to reflect, inner reflect, and know when our implicit bias are affecting somebody else. You got to know whose neck your foot is on. You got to know who you may be doing some microaggressions to, who you may be doing something against. That's your implicit bias that affects you. So um, we usually, as trans folks, are usually sensitive to it, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a girl in the discussion about Backpage talking about, um, well, ladies, y'all need to focus on um, getting your credit together. And this is a girl who had her parents paying for her college. And I'm like, bitch, if I had parents paying for my college, I wouldn't have took the risk that I took right. <laughs> that got my credit bad, bitch, right. to survive. If, shit, I didn't have to take those fucking risks if I had my fucking parents paying for my college. So, of course, you got some fucking good credit, bitch. 
seem like it. Like, it just seem like be respectful. Like, show that not all trannies like to suck dick all the time. It's like, nobody wants to suck dick all the time. Well, sometimes I subdue. Right, but shit. But nobody, you know, if, if, if some, most people wouldn't be prostitutes. Now, some, some consensually like sex and they want to Wanna be paid, paid for it. Yeah, it makes Yes, it. but there's some who really I'm just doing this to survive. And some people don't want to do it. That's just what they do. Right. And so if I was in, if I've come from a place where my parents are taking care of me, motherfucker, of course my fucking credit would be great. Hell motherfucker. Yeah. So <laughs> her, her implicit bias put her in a position where she could even say that she can go from saying, Oh, I was blessed with parents to do this. And, but ladies, you need to focus on your credit. Bitch, get out of here. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so this is another thing. Implicit and explicit biases are related, but uh, explicit <laughs> are related, but the distinction is mental construct. They are not mutually exclusive and maybe reinforce each other. That's another. That's one thing. The implicit association we hold do not necessarily align with our declared beliefs. So just because you are you say you're a liberal doesn't mean that your implicit biases aren't deep in the motherfucking Republican Party. Right. Because <laughs> I know a whole lot of white feminists and liberal white women that will motherfucking right. call the police on your ass. Right. <laughs> exactly. So just because you are on the liberal side on other political things, that does not mean that I'm- your implicit bias are not over there at the White House with Trump. So don't think that. Here's another example. Uh-huh. I have an uncle who, you know, got his education. It's from not from the greatest background, but got his education and et cetera, et cetera. And him navigating <laughs> the world as a black man was funny. But him every na- time you say et cetera, et cetera, I think Oh Lord. Uh, him navigating in the world as a when he's a little boy says cetera. <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> what? How the old are we? Split. Where the um the guy uh, who has the multiple personalities, he turns into the demon. He turns into a little boy too at a time. Oh, um, split. It's called yeah. Split. Yeah, oh, that know. was a good movie. <laughs> she annoying. I'm like, what the fuck is she laughing at? But <laughs> anyways, him navigating the world as a black male and mm-hmm. getting discriminated against, he'll have shit to say about my cousins that kind of didn't have all this privilege or didn't have this education and, you know, just kind of get it how they live, you know, gangster niggas. And he'll have so much to say. So even your own people can have these, these little biases and stuff. Right. We, and this is what the next, the next point is. (coughs) We generally tend to hold implicit bias that favor our, our own in group. Right. Though research has shown that we can still hold implicit bias against our own group. And Mm -hmm. that is true. You know, one thing that I worked out, what I'm working on within myself is respectability politics. Like when I see the girl with the green and the blue and the fuchsia hair Mm -hmm. and she loud and big and black and just why you got why you talking so loud like it it triggers me it triggers that negative side of me where i'm like why are you being so ratchet in this moment it used to be my favorite kind at one point so (laughs) so my old self in 2099 2000 2003 i would i am the i was the judge queen i was the like why are you so loud 
this is why black folks can't get nowhere. Yeah, da, 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 because I was not politically educated. Right. And I come from a family of uppity motherfucking people who put light skin on a pedestal, who put um, um, schooling and talking right and not talking country and not being ghetto on a pedestal. This These things they put on a pedestal. So this is the constructs that I, the mental constructs that I'm coming from and trying to unlearn. Right. So when now when I see these girls, I don't have the same... Um, the same reaction, but I still have some things that I'm working through mm-hmm. when I when I'm in spaces like that. Do you feel Do you feel that you do that towards trans girls as well sometimes? Yes. Anybody <laughs> that is not acting respectable, I feel like um, when I like if you're not acting, and I'm not I'm I'm not I'm a girl who doesn't always act respectable either. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So right. so sometimes. It's way less than it used to be. So I want to make that clear. Uh It's way less than it used to be. Like back in the 2000s, it was like, I would leave because you were so fucking ghetto right now. You, we, (laughs) We in the fucking, we in the social security office and you being loud cussing the white people out. Why the fuck are you acting like that, making us all look ratchet, ratchet and ghetto? No shade. Some of them be doing the, the most. <laughs> but sometimes, but I didn't know that sometimes you motherfuckers is fucking with our money. True. And we got to go off on your motherfucking ass. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Right. To make you act fucking right. I, yes, I'm going to push these motherfucking papers. I'm going to push this desk. I'm going to do, because y'all motherfucking fucking with my money and I need to survive. I got some bills at home. You get what I'm saying? Like, I had to learn the connection and I hadn't learned the connection because yeah. I thought that at that young age, not experiencing life, mm-hmm. I thought that if you act respectable, you get more money. Like, the the, the, the belief oh, that you get, no. that you get, not get run money, over you, that you get, that you, you can get, what was it? What's the saying? You can get, you can catch more, more bees with honey than you can with salt or you can catch more. Yeah. You can catch more bees with honey than you can with salt. Something like that. Where I thought if you were sweet and not necessarily sweet, but you were nice and respectable, you could get somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not necessarily true. Some people are just trying to fuck you over. Hell and when yeah. you when I don't feel now at my point now, I don't believe that we have a right to police people's responses to injustice. Right. If I'm angry, I'm going to show you that I'm fucking angry in the way that I need to show you. And this is how it's manifesting. If I'm talking loud, boom. If I'm cussing you out, boom. This is what it is because you're doing me wrong. And so I had to learn that because I was a person who was being, because I've been in a situation where I'm being done wrong and this is wrong. And sometimes I lashed out. And somebody looking at me could have easily said, why are you being so ghetto? Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In that way. So I had to learn that from my own experiences and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I had a, um, a, I Man, think Mia, I didn't stay have, going off. <laughs> listen, I'm that girl. <laughs> I just feel like, I'm, look, I I definitely pick and choose. She's you know. sweet on Marsha's play, but sometimes <laughs> she be Bad going dude. through it, which but she listen, has a reason, feel, every reason to. I feel like sometimes you shouldn't shut the fuck up and have a nice day. Sometimes you got to say something. Absolutely. Just to prove a point or make some people understand because it'll happen to the next person. Like, I just got tired of being that girl that just like, oh, okay, whatever. I, there's nothing I can do about it. But no, sometimes... People need to know, no, you don't do that. That's wrong. And the next time this happens again, you need to have that same mind frame that this can happen to you again. Right. So I just, I got tired of, of, of turning the other cheek. Yeah. Implicit bias are malleable. Our brains are incredibly complex and the implicit association that we have formed can be gradually unlearned through a varied 
debiasing technique. So that goes back to what we were talking about allies and where they are. Mm-hmm. If they are doing the work in order to break down these constructs, they are going to be at different places in their learning curve. Everybody doesn't learn the same. Some people learn through experience and not just because you tell them. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you all day, black men are safe. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> but um, so a lot of men, some most men are safe. So <laughs> <laughs> um, a few. Men are trash. <laughs> men are trash. But You know, all of us is not trying to fucking rob you. Right. You know, when you see a black man, come on now. They're always not trying to rob you. Now, if you in the hood. (laughs) Right. You you got to look at the bigger picture. You got your purse. (laughs) Patriarchy is real. 12 o'clock at night. Understand that the systems of oppression puts us in situations where we need coins. And you looking like you got this fat purse. And it might be snatched. But if you help... Um, dismantle these systems of oppressing where we can right. get work and we can get jobs. We won't be out here taking right. your purse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's real shit. <laughs> anyway, so let me give some examples of um, other ex- explicit bias type things that's been researched about. So there's some be there's some research that explored the connection between criminal sentencing and Afrocentric features. The bias of that. So think about that. Afrocentric features, so big lips, dark skin, curly hair, not curly hair, well, kinky hair, mm-hmm. um, big nose, anything that's associated, um, being big bodied, um, being thick, like however it is, Afrocentric features, okay, which refers to generally negative judgment and belief that many people hold against individuals who possess Afrocentric features, such as, like I said, all that good stuff, dark skin, full lips, no wide nose, all that kind of stuff. Researchers found that when controlling for numerous factors, i.e. seriousness of the primary offense, number of prior offense, etc., individuals with the most prominent Afrocentric features received longer sentences than the less Afrocentric features. Of Think their about character. it. I mean, wow. you could just look at the justice system in Florida. How absolutely. And th- what do you what do you what do you mostly see there? You know, people from mm-hmm. the islands and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. mostly black, dark skin, big lips, mm-hmm. and th- they kind of just get tried. Like even as children, they get tried. Like as adults, a lot Way of the worse. time. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like one 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 bad thing. You're you're out of here. Yeah, like you don't you, get many chances. When we look at the statistics, statistics. I'm sorry. When we look at the statistics of children who were tried as adults and tried as juveniles, more are black. The one tried as adults, more are black. Mm-hmm. That's just the facts of the matter. Um, when it comes to black women and the harshness of their sentences compared to white women is like we aware the harshness of our sentences is way deeper and harsher than that of white women Mm -hmm. in the same offense Mm -hmm. (laughs) right another thing um and it's not also it's not exclusive to race either they did the test that's not exclusive to race so for example African features in white people compared to other white people who don't have African features. So the ones with fuller lips or wider noses or more black features that are white also get sentenced more harshly. 
Even if they got it's tattoos a, or anything like that. shit like that. That not that's not really Afrocentric. Yeah, <laughs> I mean if you think about it, I mean the indigenous people got a scarification and started the tattoos. Certain ones, like, certain ways. I can <laughs> I run with that. <laughs> certain ways. But just that the study was just focused on features. So even the gotcha. white people compared gotcha. to other white people with more Afrocentric features like bit fuller lips, Aww. bigger nose, curlier hair, they got sentenced more. Than their counterparts who did not have these features. So those are examples that were really rooted that that show you implicit bias. If that woman at Starbucks uh-huh. did did work around um, about what the fuck she needs to work on in regards to her biases, she would not be in this situation. Hopefully, she's getting fired. Starbucks did release a statement. Um, I enjoyed their statement. They they didn't try to weasel their way out of it. They uh-huh. said that, you know, we're going to implement some kind of training for our people, not just at that store, that company wide, because uh-huh. we need they, this is something that all companies do. Like I said, shameless plug. We do do diversity training here at Marsha's Plate. We have the credentials to take care of you and take care of your needs. So go ahead and hire black people to do the work that you need to fucking do. Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And if we're going to keep it real, even trainings won't fix the problem because trainings only address the symptoms of racism. They don't really dismantle the system of racism. You know, companies like Starbucks and all this shit, they are built into a system that they exist because of these isms, sexism, racism, classism. And so trainings only, you know, fix the symptoms these companies will still be racist and sexist if you fire all the racist and sexist people there because the system is still racist. Feel what I'm saying? You can't just treat the symptoms. Symptoms is just going to pacify people. It's not going to really change anything. Let me talk about, because I think doing the work, you gotta, you're, you got to do the work within yourself. So let me be vulnerable in this moment and talk about my implicit bias. Today, I talked to um, Kim Oliver. She, I mentioned her in our last episode where she was a woman who um, has a disability and she's in a wheelchair. And she, um, just so many, so much of her story related to me. So go check out Inner Whole Uprising. I already plugged them last week. I'm plugging them again. <laughs> check out Kim's interview on Inner Whole Uprising. And um, they wore that interview out. But me and her actually talked on the phone today for like hours. Really? And like she's she lives in London and oh. and we just had a beautiful conversation. Like we were finishing e- each other's sentences. Like that's how much shit we related to each other on in regards to how we are dealing with this thing that others us. Is your phone My, bill gonna be higher? No, we <laughs> talked we talked through Facebook. <laughs> we in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's many ways that we can talk to our people <laughs> around the world that doesn't cost us. True. I feel stupid. <laughs> it's all types of shit. I'm dumb. So, so we talked on Facebook through th- face the phone on Facebook. So we had a beautiful conversation. And one thing that I told her is in college, how I engage with people with disabilities was, I called it a debilitating sympathy. Mm-hmm. So because I feel sorry for them like on a deep level like oh my god like how do you deal with this how 
um, I don't know what I would do if I was in this situation. Because I remember this girl, she was a burn victim in college. Now, mind you, I'm the first trans woman to be on my college campus. And people were trying to, like, they were trying to fuck me over. Like, they were trying to throw boiling hot water on me. They were trying to, they were trying to get me together. It wasn't no fucking, it wasn't a walk in the park going to a black HBCU in the South, in Mississippi, where motherfuckers were just not progressive and so that's what they were trying to do so i wasn't in a situation where i was being taken lightly like the situation i went was not being taken lightly it was bad but i was looking at her while i was in that situation like oh my god i can have it worse she's burned from head to toe and she's going to college and i know she get teased i know she get bothered and she hear people comments and so when i look at her I would look and be feel so sorry that I would avoid interacting with her. Mm-hmm. I would have is like then that's why I call it um, debilitating sympathy because I would avoid her. Like I would avoid talking to her. I would avoid um, being around her just because I feel like I would cry in front of her if we got to talking. Or you know, it started to be weird where I I I, did, I wanted to avoid her not because I thought she was an alien. But I othered her because I thought that her situation was so dire and I felt sorry for her that it dis- that it didn't allow me to engage with her like a human being. Mm. And I do this with people who have disabilities sometimes where I don't want to be awkward and I didn't feel like it was wrong because it came from a place of sympathy and me yeah. being tender to it, but it debilitated me from treating them like human beings. You see and what I'm I've saying? I've done that too before yeah. because I, I have this inner thing. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to make them feel no type of way. I don't mm-hmm. want to stare too long because I don't want them to feel like I'm staring at them. I don't want I don't want to do anything that could offend them. Right. So you try to just avoid it altogether. And that in itself can it's be. othering and yeah, makes them not be human. So I was in a situation where I was, and I do this with, not now because I'm working on it, because I'm working on dealing with it, but um, I, I, I was in a situation with her where I was forced to engage with her. Like we were in like a class and group together where we had to do a college assignment together. You see what I'm saying? And I was forced to engage with her. And not that I did not know this was true, but I was gagged and shocked that she's talking about the trade. She talking about niggas. She talking about fucking. She talking about all this shit. Like this is a regular ass bitch. This could be my home girl. And I'm like, damn, she's talking about shit. Like we were talking about normal fucking woman to woman shit mm-hmm. and it didn't feel awkward but mm-hmm. because i had this debilitating fucking sympathy mm-hmm. it it blocked me from having empathy mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying it blocked the sympathy that i had that stopped me from engaging with her avoiding her treating her like some alien thing mm-hmm. forced me not to put myself in her position from Hey, do I want to be treated like a human being? Mm-hmm. Like, am I tr- am I treating her like a human? Am I treating her not like this poor little dog that's emaciated on the ground? Like, oh my God, this little puppy. Why didn't the people not feed him? That's how I would be. Like, oh my God, you burned. How could you live with that? I can't believe. Uh, I oh. would do. I would not. Like in my mind, this is what's racing through my mind when I see her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know what I would do about if that was me. Oh, uh, and I'm a trans. Oh my God. Uh, uh. 
would I kill myself? <laughs> like, I'm, these are things that are circling through my head. So I would be othering her and it would allow me to have the empathy that I need to really see. I need to see her as a human being. I need right. to treat her like a normal person. I need to treat her like I want to be fucking treated. I need to have the empathy to to recognize that. And so talking to um to Kim, I was able to verbalize it and know that this is one of my implicit biases that I have to work on. The the system of ableism is a system of oppression that I that is my the one that I'm least educated about. Uh. You see what I'm saying? So I have to make sure that as an ally cuz I can mention them you feel what I'm saying? When I'm talking, making talking points, baby, I can talk and point with the with the best of them. I can mention them. I know that they're included in the liberation and da, 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 da. I know how to say it. But uh-huh. is it is it is it acting? It, is my action reflection that reflecting that I am an ally to them at the best possible level that I can be. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm working on now and forever is that I am working to break down them walls within my mental constructs to be able to not be implicitly biased to them. It, will it take a lifetime? It could. Will mm-hmm. it? Does it get better over time? Yes. Every time I'm trying and I'm acknowledging it, it gets better and better. Becoming becoming friends with Kim, becoming friends with um, 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 Ben Simone, what is his last name? Um, his last name is Ben Simone. There's a, a guy who has MS who is going to be at the um, Black Trans Advocacy Conference. He's a trans man. Okay. He has MS, and him just engaging me. I, he has gotten me much, much better. Like I'm not like he's one of the first ones who I engage with, like a normal human being. Like I'm not scared to talk to him mm-hmm. and not scared to offend him. I'm like, hey, this is what. Hey, what's up? What's up, my nigga? Da-da-da-da-da-da. And so we're. I'm engaging with him like a normal person, mm-hmm. and so just being friends with. Kim and growing our friendship to the future um it's teaching me how to treat them well because they're they're teaching me and they're teaching me in the process not that they owe me that and when Uh they need space yes we're gonna give them space but they're teaching me how to undo my implicit bias so that's what an ally does right that's what an ally does they work on it they make it are they gonna make mistakes absolutely are they um but the job is yes you make mistakes apologize and keep trying to work on getting better and don't make the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over so implicit bias played a big part in the starbucks situation and if you don't work on that from the inside out the shit will never change get it together what's the difference between being embarrassed by someone and being embarrassed by um a matter that happened with that someone that person give me an example i don't know what you're talking about Say, for instance, me and you, um, we go out in public. Okay. And um, I'm I'm the clock box. Okay. And you, like, okay, I don't know if I want to be in this situation. And I mm. end up getting clocked. Okay. But you're, you're super, super cool with me. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm your best bud. Mm-hmm. But because of this situation happened, you're embarrassed. So, what's the difference between being embarrassed of the situation and or being embarrassed by that person? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't. There is no difference. Is the situation and that person getting clocked is embarrassing <laughs> you. So it is, and it's okay to that to be the truth. Like it's mm-hmm. okay for you to acknowledge that truth. Mm-hmm. What is not okay is you 
treating that person differently. And that is a lesson that I had to learn. That's some implicit and bias, some internalized transphobia that I had in me as a trans woman. Like I used to, when I was younger, I would not go to Walmart with people who I thought was clocky. I wouldn't go to the mall. I wouldn't go to places because my goal was to blend as a cis woman. And when I got to the level of blending, mm-hmm. I wanted, I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to deal with the, that's a man, that's right. it is. And ha ha, you see that person, that's a man. Mm-hmm. When I'm, as I'm navigating the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, the and so I would not want to go with my friend, who is my friend, to go into these spaces and get clocked. Sometimes I just want to fucking go in here and shop. Right. Sometimes I don't deal yeah, with it, it. it is a level of transphobia. I, right. And right. I didn't want to deal with it. So that was honest feelings. And I had a right to not want to deal with it. But I also know that this is not their fault. They're trans. And this this that's them motherfuckers fault. They're them. Them having an issue and with having their transphobic fucking shit they got going on and saying it and making her feel uncomfortable and embarrassing us, they are fucking wrong, mm-hmm. not this trans person. So what would happen back in the day before I did work on this fucking shit, mm-hmm. I would be mad at them. God, why are you so cocky? I wouldn't say it because I know that's <laughs> harmful, but I'd be like, God, why don't you get that shit together? Like, why are you so this? Why are you so that? Like, I would be mad at them. And that was wrong. I should be mad. It's it's kind of like when we talk to the rapist. Like I mean, when we talk, we when we talk about rape in the in regards to blaming the victim and saying, "Why was you dressed like that? Why were you getting drunk? Why were you that drunk in that situation? You know you was around boys. Why you know you can't be around men like that, drunk like that? Why was you dressed like that? Why was you? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's like instead of blaming the motherfucker who is the problem, the one who caused the problem, these fucking people. Mm-hmm at the Walmart taunting her and taunting us instead of blaming them, I'm blaming her mm-hmm. and I'm mad at her and I'm punishing her by not wanting to call her and say, Ooh, I don't want to go to the straight club with you because I don't <laughs> have to deal with that. Oh, I don't want to call her to go to Walmart because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. I'm literally punishing her or not necessarily punishing or just not including her in my space because I'm not addressing the problem. And that's what it is. So for me to answer it, I would say it's uh, maybe I have a bias towards the situation mm-hmm. because I've been in the situation. Mm-hmm. So me, my outlook on it is it can be two different situations. Well, I would say embarrassed is embarrassed. You know what I mean? So it is the same thing. But I feel like. Who is the source of embarrassment, though? Right, right. But I, I feel like. It's more so, yeah, I mean, it is, it is, like, embarrassed is embarrassed, so, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's embarrassed, yeah. like, whether, whether, um, and who is the source of the embarrassment? It's not her clockiness right. that may have sparked it. Mm-hmm. It may seem like her clockiness and her not being passable is the problem, but the problem is we have to be passable. Remember last week we just talked about it. How who are we fighting for? We're not fucking fighting for the passable girl who can blend. Yes, we are kind of, but if you can blend and go through society like a regular cisgender woman, mm-hmm. you got some fucking privileges. I that I'm fighting for the girl who is who is clocky, mm-hmm. who you can tell when she comes to the interview, she's a trans woman. 
because those are the girls who's not going to get the job if you when they speak to a person who's has these biases those are the people i'm fighting for so yes in that moment when i was young and immature i would thought oh you so clocky why you why you doing this why you doing that why you dress that way why why you got your arms out and they shotguns (laughs) okay but this is my problem whenever i'm with someone that is clocky quote-unquote clocky it's more so if I love this person, I'm such a big protector over people I love. You know what I'm saying? So I hate to have to go out of my character because, like, I've been with Mia sometimes and they'll be, like, making little comments and I find myself constantly going out of my character, like, calling calling a woman a bitch and calling, you know, which they deserve it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, sometimes it'd be like, bro, like, I'm not this type of hot-heated person. And now I, I started to, like, wait. you are. Right, and I started to weigh on to what people were saying and not focus on conversations or be in the moment. I'm used to being in the moment, enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it'll be like situations to where I don't want to have to go on my character. I don't be feeling like having to pop off on somebody. So I want you to think about it in another context, in another life, in another form. Uh-huh. So what you're telling me is that if you were, you dated men, okay? You dated men. And you were in a relationship with a man, and he's a dark skinned man, and he fit the stereo kind of thug. And every time you're driving with him, he gets stopped by the police. Uh-huh. Every time you're driving with him, he gets stopped by the police. And you get mad that he's getting stopped by the police. That's basically might, how it was my dad. Right. And you uh-huh. get mad, and you're like, God, every time I drive with you, you get stopped by the fucking police. I don't ever get stopped this much, or I don't ever get stopped. Why are you getting stopped this much? Why are you doing it? But you're not realizing that the system of racial profiling is the reason why he's getting stopped more than you or at all more than you. And so you going off on the police or you going off on people. Why are you stopping him? That is not him. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not him that is doing anything to be stopped. It's the system of implicit bias it's a system of right the me profiling having that privilege it kind of be like bro like can i have my privilege man right why don't you have <laughs> these privileges that i have to not be able to get stopped because i'm high yelling they think i'm white or whatever right. it's, and it's the same thing in the situation with mia if she gets clocked that comes with the territory baby right when you are a trans woman living in the world and you're dating one sometimes you are in situations where you have to engage with these biases these shady ass fucking people and yeah. that comes with the terror you can't get around it yeah and i'll be telling her it's my first time ever dating a trans woman mm-hmm. and i'm used to I'm, I'm i've always been with women that get a lot of attention but it wouldn't be the type of attention she would get like just straight off the bat, some sexual shit, or straight off the bat, just some disrespectful ass shit I mean, that be but making every me. Time I get attention, it's not because I'm being. No, high. I'm just saying like no, it'll no, no, be. No. Yeah, I'm not saying every time. I'm just saying like a lot of the time it'll be just some real dis- disrespectful ass shit. I'm not used to that, and me being such a such a protector, it really be like I don't want to be put in situations where I could get in trouble over my hot, off my hot head. So how do you, you know fix what I mean? that? How do I fix it? <laughs> you know, that's something I got to work on. Like, that's something I'm, I'm really trying to dissect because that's And something. it comes with the territory. Right. You got to know that. And right. That, that comes with you are dating. Um, and I'm sure Mia has some things about you that, that comes with the territory that she has to get the fuck over. You see what I'm saying? There's some things that comes with dating a trans man. It may not be these specific clocky things, but there may be some things. 
mm-hmm. that is different from a cis man that she has to deal with because it just comes with the territory of dating a trans yeah, man. Yeah, and I know that I know that's what it is, but it's like I be like it be my own insecurities that be making me feel right. like I'm the other. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's just like I'm trying to just trying to just navigate to where we both could be on the same level as far as being out in public if mm-hmm. one of if somebody knows any any one of our t you know what i mean so but that goes back to what i said we should be able to be on whatever level right. we are exactly. and safely maneuver through the world and exactly. not get harassed and not get disrespected right and that's what we're fighting for that's what we're working on so you should always be in a mindset of they are the wrong people people who are disrespecting her or saying some shady ass shit they are the wrong ones right so yes you can control yourself and not get to the point where you're angry and it turned into an escalation to where um you guys are fighting about it but it but know that it's not mia it's not saying that you're saying that it's her but no it's not that it's not her fault it's the people's fault they are the problem they are the problem. So you can find what you need to learn is how to navigate that space to where it doesn't get violent, but you put them in their place. Right. And so that's what I kind of got to say to that. But let me just say that she was talking about me when she said the oh, embarrassing, the embarrassing. Okay. It wasn't necessarily that <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Well, can can, I, can I finish? It's not necessarily <laughs> that I'm embarrassed. It was that I get embarrassed. I wrote of- <laughs> What? Especially- I sure did. It's basically that I can get embarrassed of the situation. You like, told me. <laughs> go ahead. This this is what happens when we go argue ahead, about it. Uh-huh. So ahead. let me just put that out there. Go ahead. I can never. This is why I feel like I can't express myself. Anyways, <laughs> yes, we're giving you all the single Marshall's plate today. Go guys. ahead. So basically. This is relationships 101. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wear it out. Come on. <laughs> so it'll be basically because I'll be embarrassed of the situation because me being in that situation. And it, when I get I'm such a nice person and I get along with people very easily. So for me to have to pop off on a stranger, even if I, even if you do some sh- some shady shit, I, I always feel bad because I'm like one of those people that's kind of like a, a satisfier. Like I have a fear of offending people. I have a fear of, you know, just being this bad person, just giving off this image of how people stereotype me already having tattoos and having my pants sagging. And, and the conditioning of right. So it's be just a like I'd be embarrassed of the whole situation. Like, mm-hmm. damn, I shouldn't feel this way. Like, damn, I shouldn't have to feel like I need to go over here or do this or just I'd just be embarrassed of the situation. But in the sense it is transphobia, you know what I mean? And right. it is embarrassed of her in a way. I, I've acknowledged that. You right. know what I mean? But in the overall sense, I would just be like, it just be everything combined that just really hits me to be like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I have to be in spaces and feel like I have to be on my P's and Q's and listening to everything and making sure nobody say something. If I catch something, you know what I mean? Don't be nice to this cashier if they are staring harder than they should or, you know what I mean? Be shit like that. Just be embarrassed that I feel embarrassed. Okay. And just, Okay, so what happened was um, we went to Whole Foods, uh-huh. and um, we usually go to Whole Foods all the time because um, they have a lot of vegan products there, and we always right. get our vegan quesadillas from there. I always make them. And so uh, we got there, and when we got there, we Z separated from me, and I just kept, go- kept going straight. I was trying to get through the store, but then also it was just like. Right. <laughs> but it's, it, to this instance, kind of hip home because I kind of noticed like certain stuff when we've been in public recently. Like the kind of stray away, but not in the sense. 
um, yes, that's what I, I want to say that that's what I would do to the trans folks who I was with at the Walmart when we would go through. But, but I would specifically <laughs> go to another aisle. I would. I would go to another aisle and try to meet them on another end. Well, this is how Z did it. We got through from shopping, and Z checked out on his line, and, and I checked out on mine. We called each other in the store and met at the exit. Mm. No, we and did then, not met her at the after sitting, I bought stuff. Z, you were sitting down after you had got through. Is that the by, exit? By the exit. But the so tables met, is about oh, location I, doesn't matter. Walked, we know what it was for. I Go walked ahead. by you, Z, <laughs> and you followed after me as if we wasn't together. I always walk slow though, because I always wear fresh Air Force ones. I don't want to crease them. So you told me that she was embarrassed of the situation and <laughs> being embarrassed of me, and like I've really been dealing with that like all week, and it really hurt me to know that me as a trans person being in a trans relationship that I'm because I ha- I deal with getting clocked sometimes and to know that the people that I love in my life are embarrassing me like I, I dealt with that with my sister she wouldn't even take me to straight clubs because she'd be like girl I don't feel like dealing with that shit right now we finna go out with the trade yeah you have to stay home this one I, I don't feel like dealing with that shit and to know that you feel embarrassed and you don't want to be in spaces like that and that I'm the reason why you don't want to put yourself in those type of predicaments where you have to come out of your character. It really hurt my feelings. And I I, I haven't had anyone I could talk to about it. So let me, wait, wait, wait. wait. It's so valid. Me, it's valid that you feel Absolutely that valid. Right. Totally valid. So I want to, I want to, I, I want to take it. Plate wasn't the best place to talk about it. So it I mean, maybe she can exit out. I wasn't oh, gonna shit. spill tea. Yeah, I can edit it out, but <laughs> I don't think I don't. I'm not going to because right. this is a. It, it is. It's real. This is a. You know gra- I mean? This is a real situation. So let me talk about it. Let me take it out of the relationship space. Right. Let me put it in a racial space. Okay. So, yeah, I make it about race. Fuck you, white folks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so let's think about sometimes. We get white people uncomfortable when we talk about race, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, I just, this is such a, this situation is so uncomfortable for me. And these are my valid feelings. Like the white person can say, like, I'm so uncomfortable in this situation and I didn't know what to do. And it makes me uncomfortable. And these are my feelings. And I don't like to be in these uncomfortable spaces. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just don't want to talk about it. I don't see color. And da, 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 da. And these are real feelings. Like in their heart and in their mind, this uncomfortableness in this situation is legitimately real. But there's an even more realer, heavier, deadlier consequence uh-huh. of this other person problem that they're trying to express to you. Uh-huh. So your uncomfortableness in this little moment of your privilege, these white people privilege, these are whatever this uncomfortableness in this moment. Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> and whatever the white people's I'm glad uncomfort- you said that. uncomfortable yeah. moment, it may be totally real. But it does not negate you from the problems of this big issue right here. And so in you guys' situation, 
you know you are dating a trans woman. Do those moments, those embarrassing moments, do feel great? No, they don't feel great. You are totally valid in expressing that these moments of embarrassment do not feel great. But she is the one being clocked and embarrassed because it's her clocking that's right. getting in the situation. And she has to deal with it. And she's done with it through her whole transness. And Mia is, let me say this, Mia is a beautiful girl. Right. Beautiful. Right. So... This is something you have to be sensitive to. I am. Diamond, this is the thing. Her uncomfortableness is what started to make me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, she'll look perfectly fine. Like, I'll be like, baby, you look so good. Like, oh. Mm -hmm. But then she'll just still be like looking around, wondering what people are saying. No, 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 no. That's something that you're going to have to do. I'm talking about what you do. Not how uncomfortable how comfortable she is with navigating the world. I'm talking about what you do in mm-hmm. this situation of separating from her, so you don't be in the country. So don't make this about how she navigates the world. Make it about what you are actually doing that's making her uncomfortable with you. But I always, I'm always holding her. Hand. Even now, I still be holding her hands, cuddling, and she'll just like, just be like, she don't, she doesn't. I feel like I don't get as much. Well, I'm not even gonna make it about me being a victim because in in that situation i'm not even gonna do that not, don't make this no 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 yeah. we ain't gonna do that we're gonna talk about this specific yeah. situation because if we talk about a situation where she she has to be comfortable with something about you i'm then i'm gonna be on your side but right. this particular su- situation <laughs> it wasn't a lot of people in there i was really trying to get through the store diamond <laughs> but, but that's still wrong Fuck. because it's something that hurts her right true. it's something it's actions that you are taking we're not talking about people outside we're talking about you because she's expressing to you actions that sh- you are taking that are hurtful, not right. them embarrassing, not them. Right, that's right, something that right. comes with the territory. We know that we can't control them motherfuckers. Right. But you, you are a person that I love and I'm and you are telling me that I'm embarrassing you. The situation, whether it's me, the situation, whatever, we are in an embarrassing situation and you are walking from me. That action is hurtful and it needs to stop. True. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Got it. <laughs> Got it. I'm good. <laughs> uh, thoughts, Mia. What's your thoughts? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, she don't. She don't ever believe um, me. That's the thing. Like I really like. You always see me in fresh forces, right? You. I don't be trying to crease these motherfuckers. These are the easiest motherfucking shoes you can. We is not doing that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I be walking slow. No, no, I be walking slow. But she took that. Well, we, now she been just painted. admitted to this. So we ain't even you. We ain't oh, talking about you walking slow. You man. just said when you rewind this, you just said I'm just that having compassion. You separate, you That's something I'm not yourself. getting. <laughs> I'm, you separate yourself. <laughs> that action oh. is hurtful. Just that. Now. We've talked about other things, Mia, right? And I was on his side. Right. But this particular situation, that action is harmful. Harmful yes. and hurtful. Yes. And especially with somebody who is supposed to be. I know. Your I'm love. trans. Right. I'm trans too. Trans yeah. Man. A trans man and somebody who should understand and understand that particular situation. Right. Just that specific. Right. That Me That's having harmful. the privilege of navigating. Of navigating the world with right. people. With not, none of that. Yeah. I don't have to deal with none of that. Right. I'm not so used to that. And that's a privilege. So since you don't have so to you, deal with you it. You never went through it? Like never. Ever in your your transition. You never had moments where you got clocked. You no, you told us the yeah, other day. Yeah, I did. I had a moment where um, You told us the other day. Yeah, I had a moment in the in a cl- in like a, a club, but 
it wasn't like n- I've never dealt with anybody just straying away from me. You know what I mean? I've never dealt no, with. No, no, we just talk about getting clocked. Like oh, you've been okay, in situation. okay. I thought we were talking about somebody strand. I've never no, had to deal with that. Not. Yeah. So. So, but dealing with getting clocked and the embarrassment of it. Have you ever got clocked? Yeah. Yeah. So you know that it's not necessarily something that you can control. It's not necessarily something that you um that you're proud of. Hell it's no. not, but see, this yeah. is this is why dismantling the whole being passable thing is a, is what we're fighting for. Right. Because this is creating something in y'all relationship. Just in this moment, I'm sure it's other stuff or whatever. But this is something that's creating a rift. This system of oppression of how you got to be this perfect trans model trans person that's passable and sickening and da 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 da. I've never told her she was ugly. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. been told I'm, I was ugly because she's not. You can't. <laughs> that's a, you. Nobody's gonna tell you you ugly. Right. You're not. That's what I be saying. I be like they can say you a clock but they can't say you ugly and i always I, tell I don't say this about saying that i can tell people are clocky and stuff like that and you know you made the comment mm-hmm. that but i'm I, I think all the girls do that. Like, oh, I could tell mm-hmm. she's trans and stuff like that. I don't never look at Not the girls like, part. oh, my gosh. You're like, oh, that's a clock box and all that extra. I don't do all that. No, like, you res- make fun of the girls. Okay, when I said that, I'm talking about we've had conversations about how you think there's a respectable. If you're not doing this right then you should expect these certain type of responses. We've had conversations like that. So when when I say your implicit bias in regards to that, that's what I'm talking about. Because you have an idea about transness that you got to do this. You got to be this way. You got to da da da. And that same system that you're upholding is the same system that got y'all in this situation. That's the same thing. You see what I'm saying? Like pre testosterone, trans men aren't Mm -hmm. praised as much as the ones that's like 10 years on testosterone, got all the surgeries. You know what I mean? But that's a. Right. You see what I'm saying? Those are the systems that we are trying to dismantle and we're trying to get around so that people, wherever they fucking are in their transition, they can be okay because. This riff right here that we're seeing is because of these motherfuckers can't keep right. their mouth shut. These motherfuckers outside of y'all saying something, making it uncomfortable. It's them that are the problem, not y'all. Mm-hmm. Now, your actions, because you have this valid feeling of I don't like to be embarrassed. I don't like to be in this situation. Made you do these actions that are harmful to her. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. But that's something you can control. But it shouldn't. Those actions should not be taken. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't you it's she's not the problem. It's right. them. And Never you, told her she was the problem. No, 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 no. Never. You don't have to tell it. Your actions show it. Right. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to say, Mia, you're the problem by saying, let me go this way. Let me straggle behind you. Let me sit over here till you get done and we're about to go out. Those actions say that you are the problem. But let me say this. I was man enough to tell her, I'm going to be real. Like when I was on the way there from there, I'm going to be real. And I told her about the situation. It wasn't that uh-huh. she brought it up. I was like, I'm going to be real. I have been a little embarrassed about certain situations. But babe, I you didn't have to tell me that. I knew it, but you just confirmed it. Right. So I just wanted to be real and just put it up front. But imagine so how that mm, like you can God, I I don't know how to because it's not saying that you not it's not your feelings are not valid, uh-huh. but sometimes okay, so say that um let me take it out of this and go to cheating. Say that a dude says goes and cheats mm-hmm. okay right cheats on his girlfriend and he says i'm just gonna be honest i just stopped being attracted to you because you gain weight 
And I did use that example too. So <laughs> well, we talked about you it. being honest, but you're being a fucking asshole. True. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you're being honest and your act your actions, you're giving this excuse to justify this bad action. And the action is the problem. And then you're saying, well, I'm just being real. I actually told her why I'm being real. Yes, this may be your feelings and it may be true why you did this. But that it just it does not justify the action. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it's you. like it's like, yeah, you telling the truth and you keeping it real. But keeping it real doesn't say that this is OK. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make the actions OK. True. It makes it it makes it you just keeping it real about something that it's not okay for you to have a problem with. Like, it's not okay for a trans man dating a trans woman. Any, Not just a trans man, but that just kind of at a deeper level to it. But any man yeah. that's dating me, if he is separating from me and making me feel uncomfortable, making me feel like he's ashamed neglected, of me, yeah. neglected in a situation that he know is sensitive to me as a trans woman, that's not the dude I should be with. I'm not... There's no advice that I'm giving, <laughs> but this is not the dude I should be with. I'm gonna be. I'm a question if this is a dude I should be with because he's not ready to deal with what comes along with being with a trans woman. You see what I'm saying? Right. Especially, especially if I'm dating a trans man who I feel like should have the reason. One of the perks of dating a trans man is that he understands mm-hmm. some of the situations that we could be in. Right. And so, you got to be accountable for your control in that actions. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. the actions that makes it feel. Right, right, right. right. You know, it's the, yeah. Actions mean everything. Words yeah. don't really be yeah. mean so shit to say, me. And, and being real yeah. about it, it's okay. Like I, I, I respect people being honest and telling the truth. Yeah. But that honesty doesn't justify the action. You have to be able to know that these situations is happening. Know that they're going to happen. Um, know that over time they're going to be less and less. And once you get to a whole whatever that your next level is, things are going to change. It's going to be whatever it is. And your your action has to reflect the love that you have. True you see what I'm saying? Your action has to reflect the love Both that you ways. have. Both ways. Every, that's everybody. Your actions, you got to learn. You got to let people talk. Because if you're interrupting people all the time when they're trying to explain their feelings, even if it's fuckboy feelings, let them get them out and still then you express what you got to express. Um, but your actions have to show the love you have. Like it's not True. just saying, just not being being honest. I'd rather have a loyal motherfucker than an honest motherfucker. Really? Yes. Yes, because ma'am. Honest can be shady as fuck. Honest yes, it can, can. Honesty can be still bad. A a, a, rub, a Republican be honest about him wanting me to die. That's honest. But a loyal motherfucker, his loyalties is gonna be to my <laughs> benefit. His actions is gonna reflect his loyalty to me. I don't True. give a fuck about these motherfuckers. I love you. So I'm gonna be standing right here. Yes, it's, I'm gonna fight through this embarrassment because it's only gonna last a couple of minutes. We're gonna be out this store as soon as we get our groceries and leave. But I'm gonna fight through this embarrassment because I love this person. So that's what we're gonna do. Right. All right, so that was a beautiful conversation. I just random, we unplanned. Yeah, it was like it was supposed long. to be a question of the day. That's usually at the end. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> how are we gonna end it? Let's just end it because that got deep. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, y'all, bye. 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 <laughs> well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes. And SoundCloud, make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. 
we will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. Oh, don't you 